that is an enduring faith. So what we're going to, uh, I'll just do a quick review. So we started out on uh, Luke 18 uh, last week. We started, actually, we can, we can go ahead and we can read it because uh, that's really our foundational scripture for this, uh, this message here. Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. You know, I, I mentioned last week that when Jesus normally gives a parable, he normally saves the meaning and the punchline for the end, but this time he comes right at the beginning, and there's a reason for it. So, beginning at verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was a, in a city a judge who did not fear God nor, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continuing coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, Though he bears long with them. Verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on earth? So just real quick, we'll focus on verse 8. So he's saying, he immediately comes in verse 1, rather, it says that, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Now sometimes we can take that and we can apply that to things we believe in God for. But we have to understand that this is actually a continuation from chapter 17 where Jesus starts discussing the end times. So that's why we ought to pray. And he, he says in verse 8, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? Will he find faith? So that tells us, even in the end times, that the end times are going to be so trying that men are going to lose heart. Mm. Men are going to lose heart. The faith for him, to, for, for Jesus Christ to make that... It, make that statement there, will he find faith? And then we started to talk about, you know, uh, the signs of Noah. We went to Matthew 24 and we talked about, you know, in the, as in the days of Noah, excuse me, the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah and I talked about how you know, people went about, because he said people going about eating, drinking and people just going about their daily act activities and missing all signs pointing to Christ's coming. But one thing I didn't mention was one, one thing that did take place, well, in both Sodom and Gomorrah and in the days of Noah. Let's turn to Genesis uh, chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, beginning at verse 5. As in the days of Noah. Then the Lord saw that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made men, made them. Verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We'll stop right there. So, 
everything that man did. This, you know, we know that the sons of God was there and that the angels came down and slept with the women. But evil abounded even that much more. <coughs> evil abounded that much more in that time frame for God to say, man thought evil continuously. Right? And, and it was basically lawlessness during that time. And then we see an increase in lawlessness even in today. Things are getting worse and worse. In my research in this, I was looking up that the homicide rates have increased nationwide. Uh, over the years, it started, it's been starting to increase more and more and more and more. So there's a bunch of lawlessness. And to the point where now we have young kids committing homicides and not even thinking twice about it. Right? You know, 16, 15, 14, even 13-year-olds. I remember watching a video maybe about a month and a half ago that was uh, uh, online, but it was in New York, and somebody was chasing somebody else in the street with a gun, and the person got around two other kids, and the person with the gun didn't even think twice and fired. You know, thankfully the kids weren't hit, but who does that? But that's, again, lawlessness. Not, not giving guard, regards to other people's lives. So, that's another, oh, I'm sorry, uh, verse 9. Then the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah walked with God, and Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. So understand, we know that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So even in the midst of all the wickedness going on back then, Noah was still preaching. Because he walked with God. And just imagine... If somebody would have heard him, I think God probably would have had them get in the book with no. But they didn't repent. They stayed in their wickedness. So even in the midst of the wickedness, Noah still preached. And even in the wickedness that's going on in the world today, we still have to do our due diligence. Amen. And we have to share God's love Amen. with people. We have to share Jesus Christ with people, regardless of the wickedness. Regardless because, you know what? We mentioned here before, Nebuchadnezzar repented. Nebuchadnezzar repented. So, no one's beyond repentance. And neither were some of these people here back in this day. But they chose to ignore Noah. <clears throat> and Noah had that much faith, walked with God that much, that he built the ark. When, and I'm sure they laughed at him. Because, guess what? There was no water at that time. You didn't know, there was no water at that time. But God told Noah to build the ark, and Noah had faith to do it. Alright, so we, we have a lot of things going on here. Alright, so if I was to say, if I was to say we're going to go to a book that deals with the end times and Christ coming, what would we think of the book? Revelation. Yep, Revelation. Any other book? Daniel. Daniel. Yep, yep. Those are the two books we normally go to as a go-to. Now, we know the prophetic books normally have some things in there, but we don't usually go to them. But I'm talking like a New Testament book. So, I'm sorry, I didn't even get the title of the message. <laughs> enduring Faith. Yeah, enduring, oh, I'm sorry. Enduring Faith for the End Times. All right, part two. All right, so I'm going to get back to the book because I skipped. We're going to go to Hebrews 10 first. And see, in this time here, he was 10, and we're going to go to verse 35. But in this time here, we're in a season. You have heard me say this before. We're in a season of prayer. 
Not only are we in the season of prayer, but we're in the season of prayer and discernment. Jesus said, he told the disciples, do not be deceived. Paul would say, do not be deceived. Because we're, and Jesus also said to discern. He said in uh, Luke chapter 12, he told the, the, uh, the, uh, the Pharisees and them, say, discern, you can't discern the time. Now understand, according to Hebrews chapter 5, the last verse, verse 14, it talks about that only the spiritual, spiritually mature have discernment. And he says in that last verse, having discernment to, to, to be able to discern between good and evil. Yeah, and then just a couple verses above that in Hebrews chapter 5, he talks about babes. And see, spiritually immature Christians, they don't have the ability to discern. So it's just like babies. Babies go in. I think I mentioned this before. Babies go and put anything in their mouth. This is why we can't go and just pick up anything and listen to anybody. We have to be careful because in order for us to be spiritually mature, we're going to have to be able to get in the Word and we're going to have to pray. And that's going to, be, that, that's going to help us to not be deceived. Alright, so Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Yes. For you have need of endurance, yes. so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So understand, when you endurance, we know that it's going to be, we, we've heard this before, that this walk is a miracle. It's not a sprint. We would love for it to be a sprint and, and be real quick, but it's not going to be a sprint. So sprinters don't need endurance, but distance runners do. So in order for us to press on, and, and get to what God, His promises for us, we have to have endurance. Alright. Verse 37. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. So just a little while. See, to us, it seems like a long time. Yeah. Alright, so when we went to prayer today, I, I shared with Marie and my wife that uh, on my way home yesterday, I stopped for a, a three-car accident yesterday. And the person, one of the people in the accident was an 84-year-old woman. Mm -hmm. And today was her, her birthday. So even at her age, and I had to tell, what she said was, I hate that my car got wrecked because I was hoping not to get a new one because she was hoping that it would last her the rest of her life exactly. and that she would go. Right? So 84 seems like a long time. Right? So even when we're going through that time and that season, whether we're 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, it seems like a long time in this world, but for all of eternity, it's blank. It, it, it is a blank. So, we have people in the world today just going and doing anything they want to, thinking that they have tomorrow, but none of us are promised tomorrow. So what is it worth to us to go and do all those things that don't line up with the Word of God for all of eternity? And then we get there, <laughs> we're in eternity, we're crying, Lord, Lord. And he said, well, you didn't want to serve me. I had somebody say this. You didn't want to serve me when you were on earth for just your 60, 70 years. So why would you want to serve me for all of eternity? <laughs> That's true. It is true. All right, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. So if we don't have endurance, we will be in danger of drawing back. See, our faith walk and our faith talk has to be more 
just believe in God for something. No, we believe in God, yes, to be in relationship with Him, yes, we need faith for that. But we also believe in God that we will spend all of eternity with Him. Yes. And see, what happens is we get caught up in just believing God for certain things, so now we go in spurts with our faith. And that's not what He wants. So one minute we're high in the Lord, and then the next minute we're not. And then a couple weeks later we're high, and then the next minute we're not. No, we have to have endurance because in this time, in this season, with the flooding, the earthquake, all these signs. My wife talked about how the, the, the media and everybody's trying to justify this global warning, warming, right? Whether it is or not, so be it. But we're not to get caught off guard because Jesus gives us a, he gives us a heads up. So now, as he, and I think it's uh, Luke 21 talks about that there are going to be frightening things that take place. Frightening things that take place. So, if they're going to be frightening things that take place, we have to have faith. We have to have faith to endure during this time and this season. Amen? Amen. Alright. So, now, you know, in this time and season, so many people are getting caught up in researching this, researching that, research, and we're going to all sorts of, of things. Right? You know, we have a lot of tools at our belt in this time and this season to us, right? We, 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 have, we have the Bible. We have plenty of preaching word out there, right? We, we have YouTube. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, am I missing anything? TV, TV. Because, you know, you, you got those TV stations, TVN and all them other ones. <laughs> so we got all, all those two. And everybody's going searching for... All these answers to the end times. Everybody's going searching, trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. I remember being in the warehouse in Connecticut, and then I had people that was unsaved, and we, we would sit up there and we would discuss it, and then everybody was trying to figure out who the Antichrist was. Well, guess what? We're not going to figure out who the Antichrist was. Right? We, the, the only way you're going to figure out who the Antichrist is if you're here doing the tribulation. All right, so let's go to 2 Thessalonians. So, we always go to Revelation, we always go to Daniel, but we don't never talk about Thessalonians. Thessalonians is one of those books, it's short, first, first Thessalonians is uh, five chapters, and second Thessalonians three chapters. And do you know, pretty much every chapter in both those books ends with the second coming of Christ. Makes a reference to the second coming of Christ. Paul wrote, we, we have to remember, so, for those that are not aware, in the book of, book of Acts tells us that Paul went to Macedonia, and there was a church in Thessalonica. So Paul couldn't spend a lot of time there, because there was a lot of persecution going on towards him. Not only could he not spend time there, but his companions couldn't spend time there. But even after Paul left, unlike the Corinthian church where you had a lot of junk going on, the church of Thessalonica, they grew. They grew and they stayed hungry for the Lord. So Paul sends his first letter there because they were facing persecution. 
And then upon the first letter, I think it was Timothy that uh, delivered the letter, so, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> but, so, Timothy comes back and gives him a report of the church here and realizes that he lets Paul know that they're going through persecution, but they think the day of the Lord has come. And Paul sends a second letter to explain to them, no, the day of the Lord has not come. Alright, so... Let's go, alright, so we're there, and understand, this is actually the oldest written New Testament book. Yeah, so this is the oldest New Testament book, and it's got the gospel by at least 10 years. Bless you. Alright, so let's look at verse 3. Alright, verse 3. Let no one deceive you by any means. So understand, Jesus said... He gave plenty of warnings that there will be a lot of deception going on. So again, we're in the age of deception. So we have to have we have to be in prayer and we have to have discernment. So we don't get deceived. So here Paul is, first thing he says is, let no one deceive you by any means. So regardless of what you see, do not be deceived. Regardless of what you hear, do not be deceived. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. So, the falling away. We talked about that before. So, what's the falling away? Falling away is when, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, defection. <laughs> defection. That's what it is. Defection. So, a lot of people will say these are, the falling away would include those who are the unbelievers. But this is actually talking about the church. So, if you have somebody that's from Russia and they defect to the United States, that means they're leaving what? They're leaving Russia and they're now coming to be a part of the United States. So that is why they're falling away. So, watch, so they're falling away. The falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. And that's a whole other lesson right there, that, just that one verse. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains until he is taken away, taken out of the way. And, the, and then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. We'll stop right there and remind me where at verse 9. So, understand, the lawless one is not going to be revealed. The lawless one is the Antichrist. He's not going to be revealed until tribulation time. See, some, everybody's looking at people say the Pope. People may say Putin or whoever. According to Daniel, he's going to be a little horn. It's going to be somebody that's unknown. Somebody that's unknown because somebody who Satan is going to come into and give power to, they don't need to be known. So we have to remember that. So we don't have to spend our time, wasting our time, seeking out who the Antichrist is. Unless you want to be here during the tribulation. And if you want to be here, if it means that much to you, then you can wait here until the tribulation time. But I can tell you, you know what? We're going to, there is going to be a revival, but that's going to happen in the tribulation. However, those saints at that time, the majority of them are going to be killed. The majority of saints during the tribulation are going to be killed. Israel... According to Revelation chapter 12 tells us that Israel, those that do cry out to the Lord, they're going to go out to the mountain. God has a special place reserved for them to keep them safe. So, 
We don't want to be here. We don't want to mess around and be here during the tribulation period because it, it is not going to be fun. So we don't know when the Lord is going to return, but we know he warns of, the, of these signs, but we also know we're not to be afraid because he says, even as he said before in Matthew chapter 24, he says the end is not yet. So even though we hear wars, rumors of wars, and then Luke 12 says commotions and frightening things, and things in the sea and flooding and earthquakes. Even though we're seeing these things, he says, do not be frightened. But we, we as Christians, people get frightened and scared. When we get frightened, we get scared because we don't know the word. See, this is another witness into what we can have because as everybody talks about it, and then everybody gets afraid as they see all these earthquakes taking place and all these floodings taking place. Oh, the end. You say, I'm not afraid because Jesus tells me not to be afraid. And then, now we can share the love of Christ with them. And we can share the word with them. Alright, verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is, is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So I mentioned last week that this is an age where a lot of signs and wonders are going to take place. People are going to give glory to God, but it's not going to be God giving those signs and wonders. Jesus warns us of these things. Paul warns us of these things. Peter warns us of these things. A lot of signs, and we say, Going to false teachers, false prophets. We, 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 we saw it, right? <laughs> we saw it that way. Everybody's focusing on signs and wonders. So now we go away from people establishing Bible schools to now schools of signs and wonders. And it's all part of the deception. So if it's a miracle, not listed in the Bible, it should be a red flag to us. It should be a red flag to us. Because guess what? Satan has the ability to have miracles. And we don't realize that. We don't think about that. Because the uh, Satan and the angels that fell with them, they have power too. They have power too. Now, we got the book of Enoch that's mentioned in the Bible. We don't consider it as canon because not everything in the book of Enoch is legitimate. But some things are true. And it talks about, even in the days of Noah, how those angels introduced magic. And even, you know, you have to wonder, I think it's the, uh, the Nazca Indians, when they found old ancient writings, uh, ancient drawings of them, was runways. How did they know that? How did they know that? Fallen angels, demonic spirits. Same way, that's how they do magic. They didn't, they didn't get that from God. They didn't get that from God. Understand, whenever there is a move, whenever there is a move of God, there is usually an anti-movement, right? It's not because of God, but it's his followers trying to seek things, trying to seek that feeling. You know, even if you get a touch of God, and this is where you have to be careful. So even when God uses us and we get so high in the Lord, we have to stay in prayer. We have to stay in his word because now when we come off that high, then we're like, man, what happened? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Well, he ain't go nowhere. He's, he's always been there. But that's the time when we need our faith. That's the time we have to press in. That's why I said it, it, it's, a, it's a season of prayer. Because without prayer. See, prayer is the least thing that Christians do. For whatever reason, that, that is the minimal thing that Christians do. They, they, they don't pray. They'll sing songs and worship. They'll They'll even go to church and listen to the message. But when it comes to prayer, especially whether it's praying at home or coming out for prayer, 
in church, they don't pray. And if you don't pray, how do you expect to maintain your strength? If you don't get in the Word, how do you expect to maintain your strength? All right. So the early church was warned how people would come in with different doctrines, seeking things for selfish ambition and gain. So it was the same way in the Old Testament. Right, so some examples here. So soon after men began to call upon the name of the Lord, all flesh corrupted their way. Soon after the covenant with Noah, the Tower of Babel started to be built. Soon after the covenant with Abraham, his seed degener de degenerated in Egypt. Why? Because they started following the ways of the Egyptians. Soon after the Israelites were planted in Canaan, when the first generation was worn off, they, they forsook God and chased after the idols. We don't want to be like them. What I, what I always say, you see the church, look at Israel. And see, sometimes we look at Israel, no, we're, we're, we are the same. You know, we have different blessings, but the same actions, same behaviors that Israel did, the same actions and behaviors the church is doing today. Yes. Why? Because you know what? Ultimately, we're all human. Amen. We're all human. We're all flesh. Yes. So, Amen. As long as we're in this flesh, we're susceptible to making mistakes Amen. and doing things. This is why we have to stay true to the word. Yes. Soon after God's covenant with David, his seed revolted and served other gods. Remember, and the king after David, every other one, every other one, one would serve God, the other one will do wickedness. All these false teachers and false doctrines are not by coincidence or accident. And see, and even in the age of signs and wonders, this is why so many people are going to take to the Antichrist when he comes to anything. See, we don't, again, we don't know when the Lord's coming, but we know, God forbid, you hear in the tribulation time, now you know, you know, you guys, you know you're going to be there for seven years. And you know the first three and a half years is going to be peaceful. Well, maybe you don't know that. But the first three and a half years is going to be peaceful. So during that first three and a half years, that'll be time to do your shopping and store up your goods. Because... Move to the mountains. Yeah, because <laughs> once that three and a half years is up, all hell is going to break loose. And see, this is again, knowing the times and the seasons, just like Jesus, he said it multiple times. Yeah. Because in order for the Antichrist to come and for to break that three and a half years, that third temple's got to be built. It's not built yet. Mm -hmm. Now, can it be built quickly? Absolutely. Yes. We see whole communities built up in no time. Yeah. Yeah. So they can build that third temple up with no problem. Jesus. So this is again understanding the times and the seasons we are in. But we have to be prepared. We can't wait till that time and get ready. Yes. You're going to be left. Mm. You're going to be left. And you don't want to be left during that time. Malachi 3.6 says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. So God's not in the habit of changing. Alright, so I'm going to read this right here. Examine yourself. Is holiness, quiet prayer, studying and reading the Bible what you seek from the Lord? Or do you find that it's not enough? You find yourself looking to experience a greater anointing. Maybe even looking for a sign or wonder from the Lord. You just need to know that God's Spirit is near you. 
Has this been happening in your life? Do you find yourself looking for the next Holy Spirit high? Looking for a sign of something supernatural that you can attribute to the Lord. If this has been what you've been doing, repent and come back and serve the real Jesus of the Bible. This is what Jesus said. Matthew 12, 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Lord, we want you to touch us. Lord, we want you to move. Lord, we need you. We, we need to see this. Lord, we want to see angels. Verse 39. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Thank God that he allows us to experience things. Thank God he allows us to see things. Thank God he does allow us to see angels. But thank God for his word. This is what lasts. His word. That's what lasts. And every word will come to pass that's in you. Even as we leading up to these end times and the tribulation period and the rapture, all that's going to come to pass. And this is why we have to have an enduring faith because if we don't have the enduring faith, even with these signs and wonders that we see, the Bible talks about it in Luke 21 that uh, there are going to be great signs being done. And people are going to believe that stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say you can't believe every miracle somebody tells you. Amen. Because the enemy has power. He has power. And I forgot which, which message that, that was, but I talked about it. That the, the devil has due to his power. So even when he took Jesus up on a mountain and he said, I'll give you all these kingdoms. Guess what? He still had the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. He did. Why? Because he's, he's the ruler of this world. He's the ruler of this world. So, time for us playing and just going through the motions has to stop. Has to cease. It has to cease. So, it, you know, I find it funny in this day and age where we have, a, you know, and I, I think I, I mentioned this last week where people were talking about even after COVID, they're waiting for COVID to get us so we can get back to normal. Right? It doesn't matter if it's church or the world. Everybody wants to get back to normal. Everybody wants to go to see the sporting events and go to the movies and things like that. But God didn't want us to get back to normal. That's because it wasn't the way he wanted to. And you know what? This was a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. But the problem is there are thousands of Christians who never came back to church. Mm -hmm. There are some churches that are still not meeting. And I, I thought all the churches around here were meeting, but come to find out, there are some churches around here that are still not meeting. Mm -hmm. And they're meeting outside. But now we have Christians saying, well, you know what? I don't need church. I am the church. Where two or three are gathered. You know why we need church? I'll tell you why. The word says we do. Yes. And you know what? We quote... Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, 25. And we all, because we've done it here, we quote it, we're not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Okay. Bless you. But here's the thing. We don't quote the rest of that verse. This is this is reason why. We don't, we, 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 we're still in meet. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says this. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What's the day approaching? The day of the Lord. Yeah. We don't know when he's coming, but we know we're getting closer. So we should be meeting even more. Amen. 
Why? So we can strengthen one another. Iron sharpens iron. We're not always going to be up. One day I may be down. So Marie may need to encourage me. One day Marie may be down. So Carl may need to encourage Marie. We're going to comfort and strengthen one another. So when we say, nah, I don't, I don't need to go to church. No. Yeah, we do. Especially as we approach the end times even more. We're supposed to be in church. Right? We're supposed to be. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17 and 18 says this, Then he, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Why did he say that? Remember, they were talking about persecution. They, they were facing persecution. That's why Paul wrote this letter. So even as the end times come, we're facing persecution, we're supposed to meet. And we're supposed to encourage. And we're supposed to remind each other of this word. Amen. So we're not supposed to be sitting at home saying, Oh no, I have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is telling me that. No! Because the Holy Spirit is not talking to us that much. And if, we, if you have somebody saying, The Holy Spirit is telling me this, talking to me every day. You, you might want to send it to my wife. Yeah, you might want to send it to my wife. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know why? You know why? Because he's given us the word. He's given us the word, but yet we're always looking for some new revelation. But we we, we have all the revelation we need from Genesis to uh, Revelation, and it's not that the Holy Spirit won't talk to us, communicate <laughs> to us, but our walk with God should not just be based on that. And see, even in times of persecution. That's when we can expect for him to talk to us. Because that's when he reminded the disciples, when they face the persecution, don't worry about what you need to say. The comforter is going to give you what you need to say. See, so those are for people like in China, Africa, El Salvador, those places that, that they're being persecuted. We're not being persecuted in this country. We're not. And, we, you know, we got Christians that think we are, and, we, you know, we're so much looking for an escape. But remember, even with these signs that happening, Jesus said, the end is not yet near. Thank you, Father. End is not yet near. And when he says the end is not yet near, he's talking about his coming. Yeah. So, again, we don't know when the rapture is going to take place. This is why we have to be ready at all times. We have to be ready at all times. Alright, so uh, I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians. You can turn to, uh, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. I'll be ready to close out here. chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. I'm going to read verse 3 to 10. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Our faith should be growing consistently, all the time. 
And the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. Again, the love abounds towards each other. So that means we should be leaders. Verse 4. So that we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that you endure, which is manifest evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. Verse 6. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. So we don't have to seek vengeance on our own. God will repay those. Yes. Just like he's yeah. telling He's telling the church of Thessalonica, look, look, don't worry about them that are persecuted. God will take care of them. Verse 7. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Y'all catch that. Those who do not know God, which is the unbelievers, because they don't know God. And on those who do not obey the gospel. We want to respect an unbeliever to obey the gospel. We would expect a believer to obey the gospel. So if you're a believer, you're not obeying the gospel, he's grouping you with the unbelievers. Mm -hmm. Yes, help us. Who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Verse 10. When he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was believed. So understand, we, and I've heard it taught where people would say, you know, God's not going to do this to a Christian believer. God, well, look, Israelites didn't go into the promised land due to unbelief. Due to unbelief. So what would make a Christian not believe if you don't obey his commandments? Mm -hmm. If you're not obeying his commandments, you're not loving, loving your brethren, Loving your neighbor. That's unbelief. Because we're not doing what he wants us to do in his words. Yeah. See, we have to stop taking shortcuts. <laughs> and and that, that's what the church has come to do. We, we take shortcuts to justify our actions and our behavior. Amen. But like the scripture said, you heard me quote it over and over. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Yes. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So don't think because you go to church, you raise your hand. Matter of fact, I, 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 I read this week in Ezekiel. Uh, I forgot which chapter. Um, but anyway, it talked about the elders. God gave Ezekiel a vision. And he gave a, a vision of pretty much all of Israel, how they were all into idolatry. But he specifically, what drew me was the fact that it was the elders. The elders were going through the motion, serving God on the surface. But then God says, look, they serve me in the natural, but their hearts are full of, filled with idolatry. So before the people, they're serving God. But when they get in the dark, behind closed doors, they're worshiping idols. That's how many in the church are today. And see, as I always said before, there's no such thing as secret sin. God sees all. 
and God will reveal it to his saints. Yeah. Well. But even if he doesn't, more importantly, he sees it. Yeah. He holds us accountable to yes. those things. Yes. All right. I know I said it wrong. This, this will be my last verse. <laughs> <laughs> Philippians chapter 1. Last verse is. Philippians chapter 1. <laughs> but I promise it's going to be the last one. <laughs> Unless the Lord says something different. <laughs> but again, this right here, Philippians, shows us that, you know, we are to come together. We, we, we are supposed to meet. We're not supposed to just be sitting out, being to ourselves, and, and people not. It's a shame that even after COVID, people did not come back to church. Yeah. And like I said, it's all, all these signs, all these frequent earthquakes, they're all signs. And the only people that's going to be aware of it is the church. Mm -hmm. All right, Philippians chapter 1, beginning at verse 27, 27 to 30. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or in absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit. Stand fast in one spirit, which shows unity. We can't do that if I'm here, Marie's at our house, worshiping God, Violet, you at your house, worshiping God. We, we, that, no, we're supposed to come together and be one, in one spirit. Amen. With one mind. Striving together for the faith of the gospel and not in any way terrified by your adversaries. So regardless of what this world tries to bring against us, we are not to fear. What do we always say? To be absent for the body is to be present with the Lord. And see, one thing we always forget, I've talked about it before, when we start talking about faith, all the faith preachers are quick to go to the beginning of Hebrews 11. And say, oh, if you don't get what you're looking for, you didn't stand in faith. It's your fault. Mm. But they don't go to the end of that chapter. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? God says they stood in faith. But they didn't get what they were looking for. Because guess what? They still died. In faith. They were tortured. Mm -hmm. They were sawn in half. Isaiah, sawn in half. Mm -hmm. Some were cut by the sword. Some were thrown in prison. But guess what? The Bible says they were still in faith. And the world was not worthy. Why? Because God is still God. Yes, he is. And see, just like the three Hebrew boys. See, we, 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 we go to those things and we talk about those stories. And we're like, yes, I'm going to stand in faith. Because just like Daniel did in Lions Den, just like the three Hebrew, they were facing a life and death situation. Yes. And if we don't get money for rent, we're still alive tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> so they were willing to die regardless. And just, just like the three Hebrew boys said, even if he doesn't deliver us, yes, we still are not going to serve him. That is the faith we have to have. It's not about just believing God. Yes, there's nothing wrong with those things, so don't, don't misunderstand me. We can believe God for those things, but our faith is to be there for the times of trial and tribulation. Because we're, we're, we're up in so much in society now. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I want this. I want that. And you know what? Thank God, there are some churches, that, that some people, some churches that are coming around, and they start to change their messages. I shared with my wife this week, I texted her an article. Uh, there was a young lady, praise and worship singer, only 24. I never heard of her before, but she came out and she said, they did an article on her, 
and she said that she will not sing another Bethel song, another Hillsong song, another Elevation. Elevation is Steve Frederick's church. She said she will not, uh, she said they're all false doctrine. She said as she studied the word, she realized the things that they were preaching were not true. So she says every time a church sings those songs, every time we play them on YouTube, guess what? They're getting money. So each time we play those songs, we're promoting that false doctrine. So remember when I said that it's okay to, you know, they're not worshiping the devil. Well, no, I take that back. It's not okay. <laughs> because it's true. Each time we play them, and you know what? It is all a trick of the enemy that, because my wife was telling me that they, they were starting to get all these singers that weren't even associated with Bethel. Mm -hmm. And they're adding them all things that we would listen to, and now they're adding them. It's not by coincidence. Mm -hmm. It's not by coincidence. Yeah. Because they're trying to hoodwink us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's all deception. Yeah. This is why we have to have discernment. Yeah. And we have to be obedient to the word and to the faith. Yes. Amen. Alright. So which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God? For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ. Not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. Everything's not always going to be good for us. You know, we shy away from that. But it should draw us closer to him, not further away. Having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here, is in me. So, we have examples in the Bible of those who suffer for their faith. Yeah. You know, I mentioned the three Hebrew boys, Daniel, all of Hebrews 11 talks about those things, people who suffer. Yes. You know, can it be hard? Yes. Can it be difficult? Yes. Are there going to be one, there going to be days where we're going to want to quit, we're going to, we're going to want to give up? Yeah. Lord, why are you taking so long? <laughs> There's some days I wake up like, Lord, I need you to come right now. Amen. I need you to come tomorrow something. Amen. Right? But he's not coming because... There are some people that need to get right. Yes. There are some people that have their names written in the book who have not come to the Lord yet. Mm -hmm. So we can't be selfish. I can't be selfish. Yes. And say, Lord, come get me now. Yes. I just have to live out in faith and, and, and walk the walk. Amen. That's what we have to do. Yes. We have to walk this walk every single day. Because things... Uh, not, I know my wife don't like me saying this, but things are not going to get easier. Mm -hmm. Things are going to get harder and harder because it's all a plot to get us to quit, mm -hmm. to abandon our faith, yes. to be a part of those that fall away. Yes. Part of those that defect because there are Christians that, that are falling away. Yes. And we can't find ourselves getting up in an uproar every time something. And, and this came to be this way. Here, here's a test. Regardless of what the government says, regardless of what our jobs say, if we find ourselves, immediately, for us, we should be in peace and say, I'm going to give this to God. If we find ourselves getting in our flesh, yeah. that should be a signal to us to say, slow down. Slow down. Because right. something happened to me this week at work, and I, I knew it was coming because we were shorthanded, and... They were going to start sending out people out to, from our regular jobs out into the patrol. Because they were showing it. I, I didn't even mention it to you, did I? Nope. Because once I found out, I said, you know what? I'm going to give this to God. 
I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to give it to God. And I said, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how you're going to work this out. Because you know, and seeing the police department, you go by CRD. Right? So in my unit, I was the last one to come there. So because I was the last one to come there, I'm a junior person. Now, I don't mind going, but in my spirit, it, it, it just wasn't right. So I'm like, some thoughts came in my head. Let them know you want to. Nope. You know, this peace came upon me. Be still. Be still. And guess what? So we have a meeting the next day, at the end of the day. And those are the worst meetings. End of the day. <laughs> and they come up and they let us know we're going with so I'm like, alright, how's this going? How's this going? Hmm. And then they say, well, we're going to go by the senior people first. That's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. They needed two people, so they took the senior people. Uh, uh, senior people. Right. So we don't have to get in uproar. See, uh, God always works everything out. <laughs> he works everything out. But it's about trusting Him. Right? So we can't wait to tribulate, but we have to start walking in faith now. So, and we have to be at peace and trust that He's going to work it. And guess what? Just like three Hebrew walk, even if He didn't work it out for me, I would go, I would know he has some, something in assignment for me to do. Yes. Yes. Just like when I came across that accident yesterday. Yes. Don't you know I waited for over an hour for a unit to get there? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting up there talking to all these things. I'm, I'm taking turns going from one person to the next person. Mm -hmm. Just talking to them. Relaxing them. You know, I talked about the 84, who is now 85 today. The other young lady, I got, she just got her license the day before. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what? They needed me at that time. They needed me at that time. You know? That's absolutely. So, we don't know what direction God's going to take us. And you know what? Normally, I was a little late leaving work. I don't leave work late. <laughs> I don't leave work late. <laughs> no, I'm mean, yeah, here. Not by choice. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, yeah, no. I'm going to make sure I'm out on time. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, it had to be late for a reason. <laughs> but we have to stay in faith and we have to know that in these times of trials and these seasons that we, we have to have faith to endure. Because it's not always going to be easy. It's going to be some difficult times. You know? But this is why we come together. To strengthen one another. We were never meant to be alone. That's why God gave Adam Eve. That's Amen. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. So we never have to be alone. And we, we have to strengthen one another. Yes. Amen. 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 So that's about it.